Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. It's finally March, and I know that a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, a year ago, we were going into quarantine and blah, 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 and maybe it's bringing back some memories, but it, hey, it's warming up. It's it's getting nice outside. I know that you can't, like, go out and do, like, some of the things that you would like to do, but at least you can go out and go on a walk or like just hang outside maybe or something. I don't know. It's getting nice out. So that's a good thing to look forward to. So this week we'll be talking about the extroverted expectations that society holds and how extroverts are valued over introverts, kind of just in society in general. Um, I realized last week that I kind of vaguely talked about and discussed kind of this expectation and this value that society holds over extroverts Um, and a couple times before that and I wanted to go more in depth because I'm sure that introverts recognize it and are aware of it but um as an extrovert maybe not because you are kind of benefiting from this and it's kind of hard to see um how society uh benefits you and uh the privileges you gain from this and uh so I thought it would be very important to talk about and yeah so what do I mean by an extroverted expectation so in society there is this expectation that people should and will behave in an extroverted manner and i mean that they should um, want to socialize in every possible situation and participate in large groups and also be available mentally to do these things. Um, This expectation holds in almost every aspect of life. And so last week I kind of um, touched on the workplace and discussed some areas that the workplace fails to accommodate introverts. And I mentioned kind of the way that the meeting process is run such that you bring together a large group and you're brainstorming and coming up with new ideas in that group during that meeting, um, which kind of goes against the very nature of an introvert because introverts like to think and process and develop new ideas on their own because that's the way they best do that and in large groups it's harder 
but in the workplace, you only see that happening in large groups during meetings. And also, I talked about how, you know, people are kind of always constantly involved in each other's work and wanting to know what's going on and maybe doing one-on-one meetings and stuff like that and never really allowing for that time for an introvert or people in general to do things on their own and focus on the work that they need to do and that they can do best when they are alone. And I also talked about how the workplace is kind of constantly a socialization environment, no matter where you go. Um, if And no matter where you work, to be honest, if you work in an office space, if you work in a restaurant, if you work in, I don't know, where else, <laughs> a school system, um, an amusement park, a grocery store, like it's everywhere you go in the workplace is set up for socialization. And I talked about that last time, how you kind of come into work and you're expected to socialize right away. On your breaks, you're expected to socialize, and that kind of thing. Um, What I didn't talk about is that even the workplace, like just how it's set up in general, is set up in a way to benefit extroverts. Um, If you work in an office space, and it's more modern right now, then it's probably set up in a way that's more open. Um, you can talk to people from your office space and that benefits extroverts because they're able to be involved in social time while they're working and um, maybe bounce ideas off of people. And this doesn't benefit introverts because introverts like that um, kind of solitude and alone time in order to think properly and so like even down to the layout and design of a workplace it is to benefit an extrovert um so since I kind of already talked about it last week I'm not going to go into much more detail about it uh what I do want to talk about and put a lot of focus on is schools And, you know, students from day one, (laughs) I mean, day one, like when you enter preschool, when you're like, what is it, like three, usually, they are expected to be vocal and participate in group activities and socialize with other kids. And... You know, I just think this is so interesting because for me, as an introvert, all the way from elementary school, like starting in kindergarten, to like my last year in high school, my senior year of high school, you know, they hold conferences for your parents so that your parents can know how their kids are doing in school. And every single one of my teachers would comment on how quiet I was and my parents would always tell me this and 
the thing is they would comment on how quiet I was but they would always start with so Tegan is doing really well in this class but she is quiet doesn't um, participate in the class doesn't answer questions doesn't ask questions blah 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 right and I find this interesting because they start off with how well I'm doing in the class but then say I'm too quiet as if that's a bad thing even though I'm doing well in the class right so if I'm doing well in the class if I am successful as I am now why is me being quiet portrayed as a bad thing why is it something that my parents then come home to me and say you're being quiet in all your classes you should work on talking more but I'm being I'm successful in all my classes I'm doing well I'm like doing better than well I'm overachieving probably to be honest why is me being quiet the problem and the biggest thing with this is that it invalidates the child's natural preferences and natural ways of doing things and makes them feel like who you are is wrong and this is kind of where society plants that seed of the extroverted expectation and the values placed on extroverts and kind of this extroversion is good introversion is bad and you have kids growing up then who are introverts constantly thinking that who they are and the way they operate is wrong when in fact it's not um you even see this in college so i mean i can't tell you how many classes i took that were discussion based and the professor would set up the grading system for the course so that a third to a half of my grade was based on consistent active participation not just attendance and active listening so the expectation was that in every single class i was to speak up and answer questions and come up with ideas and new discussion points not just once but multiple times during that class and then in every class during that course throughout the semester and i cannot tell you how challenging these classes were for me i mean put me in like calculus where all i had to do was like work on problems on my own that though calculus i loved i could do easy and i would have taken again to be honest but the moment you put me in a discussion based class i i just i really struggle um and this is not because i'm shy i mean yes i am shy but the reason i struggled was not because i'm shy because for me my grades were so important and i would do anything to make sure that i would get the grades that i wanted so it wasn't a problem of being shy 
The problem was that brainstorming and coming up with ideas or responses to questions on the spot in class is very difficult for introverts. And I would struggle in class trying to think of, oh, what can I say to like participate and add to my participation grade to make sure I get a decent grade in that and end up saying something that's insignificant or not important or irrelevant to the conversation because I could not think of anything in that very moment. But then I would go back to my apartment later in the day, you know, thinking over this topic or the discussion or whatever it was and come up with some amazing response or idea that it was now too late to contribute to because of the way the class was set up. And this was very frustrating for me um, because, again, this just the way the courses were set up and the way that professors expected participation to happen from students went against and continues to go against the very natural operating style that introverts have. And I, I don't, I just, it frustrates me even thinking about it now because if I could have come up with those ideas during class, I would have said them. But I couldn't because that's not the way my brain functioned. My brain needed to process everything and pull in um, information I had learned from previous classes and stuff. And in order to formulate the proper um, idea or um, answer, and I needed that time. But professors expected you to do it on the spot. And for extroverts, it's really easy because that that's just how their brain works. They don't they don't need to go through the long process in their brain to come up with ideas and answers. And it just, again, it was just really frustrating because the course was set up for extroverts to succeed and introverts to fail. And it wasn't an intention by the professor. It was just how society expects people to behave. And that expectation is very extroverted centered. Um, and this all kind of just boils down to the fact that society doesn't understand introversion or introverts in general, right? Um, so I know I kind of only discussed the workplace and school, but this is seen and experienced and extends into the personal life of introverts as well with family and friends putting these same expectations on introverts. I know I have experienced this and I'm sure almost every other introvert could say that they experienced this as well. I mean, um, as I've mentioned before, all of my family other than me are extroverts and I kind of just 
not only live in a society that has an extroverted expectation, but live in a household that has this extroverted expectation. Um, I mean, sometimes I'm just sitting at home, not really doing anything. You're just listening to music, kind of staring off. Just kind of doing my own thing, right? Not talking. In my own space, but not maybe literally in my own space, but in my own headspace. And my mom or my sister or my dad will be like, hey, are you okay? What's going on? And I'm like, no, I'm chill. Like, I'm good. I'm really good. This is exactly where I want to be. And for them, it's really hard to understand that because, um, you know, they want that socialization. They want kind of always be in each other's space. Well, not always necessarily, but, you know, they... If they're in each other's physical space, they expect to be in each other, to be socializing, right? And for me, I just, I, I, when I'm at home, I, I am okay being in my own space personally, um, like in my room, kind of doing my own thing, or even just being out in like the family area and being in my own mental space. Um, but for them, that's not really a thing and they don't understand that. And it's, um, you know, so it's kind of that extroverted expectation from my family. And also, as I'd mentioned before, like, um, they, my parents would come home and be like, you know, your teachers say you don't talk in school. You need to start talking more. So also that expectation, like, you know, you, you should do this. You need to do this because in order to succeed in life, to succeed in school, um, you need to talk. And I still hear this to this day from my family and from other people in society that in order to succeed, you need to be able to be extroverted. And that's not true. And I think I just, (laughs) it's really not true. But yeah, even with friends, you know, um, my closest friends are also introverts, but they still kind of place this extroverted um, expectation on me. And I unconsciously do it too, because it's ingrained in me that being an extrovert is the norm and anything outside of that is bad. (laughs) So like, we'll be hanging out and one of us might go quiet and the other one would be like, hey, you good? Like, why aren't you talking? It's like, no, I'm chill. I'm just thinking. And it's like, when I do this, I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Why are you doing that? And then I'm like, what are you talking about? You do this all the time, Tegan. And it's, 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 it's frustrating when I catch myself doing that because I'm like, I'm an introvert. I understand. But it's just like that natural bias ingrained in me. Right? Um, yeah, because there's so many societal assumptions about introverts that contribute to this. And a few of them are that introverts want to be recognized like extroverts. They don't. I promise you they don't. 
Um, another one is that introverts should conform to be like extroverts. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Again, diversity, acceptance of who people are and how they choose to live life is so important. Um, if you are an introvert, be an introvert. Embrace that. If you're an extrovert, be an extrovert. Embrace that. Also, I've briefly mentioned before, and I am going to do an episode on this in the future, I've talked about how people are ambiverts. There's not really anyone who's a true 100% introvert or someone who's a true 100% extrovert. And you know, maybe you take a quiz or something and it says you're 100% introvert or 100% extrovert, but in reality, no one really is. Everyone is some combination. And maybe you're more extroverted like 99% of the time, but there's going to be that 1% where you're an introvert. And embracing that other side of you that maybe you don't quite understand as much, um, or maybe you don't experience as much is important too because then you learn about other people and you understand how they think and process and how they function and what works best for them and this is something I'm still doing I'm working on embracing and understanding the extroverted side of me because I'm not 100% introverted I'm like oh, I would say pretty close to like 90% introverted but there are the times that I'm extroverted and trying to understand that and figure out what fuels that and learning about it so that I can understand other people who are majority extroverts, right? Um, so yeah, there should not be this expectation that introverts should conform to be like extroverts. You shouldn't have to, um, there's not the uh, reversed expectation that extroverts conform to be like introverts. So, you know, just be mindful of that. And another one is that introverts secretly want to be extroverts. No, they don't. <laughs> I can say this from my own personal experience that, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was so that I could do this. But I then realize, what are you talking about? I can do that. I don't need to be an extrovert to do X, Y, Z, right? And then I'm like, okay, well, now that I know that I can do that as an introvert, I don't actually want to be an extrovert. Like, that's not something I desire. I enjoy being an introvert. I enjoy my alone time and stuff. So, no, they don't truly want to be an extrovert, they may feel like it might be easier being an extrovert just because of the expectations society holds. Um, but I, w I would say majority of introverts don't actually want to be an extrovert. And, you know, maybe there are the select few who do, and that's okay. Um, but again, just learning to embrace and accept yourself is important. You know, society holds a lot of expectations of how people should act and behave and live their life and it's so important to learn and understand yourself 
and not try to conform to those expectations because I know I talk about this in probably every episode, but diversity is so important and diversity comes from uniqueness and so embracing your uniqueness, what makes you different is so, so valuable and it's what contributes to the change in our society for the better. So embrace your uniqueness, embrace diversity. A message I will continue to say for the rest of my life, I promise. Um, so yeah, so there's this extroversion bias, right? That extroverts are good and introverts are bad. That is kind of ingrained in us from when we're really, 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 really little and we start to interact with other people, right? And you hear this constantly in phrases like, you need to speak up more or, well, you don't want to be a wallflower. Um, What else? You need to learn more socialization skills or um, communication skills, right? And it's not that introverts don't have these socialization or communication skills. It's just that they do them differently. And society doesn't um, adjust and accommodate for these things. And so it appears that they don't have these skills. Um, And that is why it is so, so, so important to recognize that there are both introverts and extroverts in the world and that primarily a large majority of society is a mixture and combination of those two to learn about introversion and extroversion and to accept introverts and extroverts for who they are and allow for accommodations for both sides and that is what will bring in unity and allow for diversity so on that note thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the heart of a perfectionist podcast if you learn anything or enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend and as always have a good weekend and i look forward to seeing you next week on the heart of a perfectionist podcast Wow.